Welcome in to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller, thanks for joining us. We've got Fred Dodson back. We're going to be talking about a new audio book that's out. It's called The Mysteries of the Arctic and Antarctic. <laughs> now, I would imagine you're wondering, okay, what is the guy who runs realitycreation.org, the manifesting guy, the levels of energy guy, the parallel universes of self guy, writing about the mysteries of the Arctic and Antarctic? Well, actually, that's a pretty good place to start. So, Fred, what's the interest in the North and South Poles? Somebody recently said, uh, oh, Fred, I, I saw that you're now into uh, conspiracy theories. You know, he said um, this whole situation in the world has red-pilled you. And that's not true at all. I've been into Antarctica, for example, since I was a teenager. So I've been into it all along. I just haven't written about it, but I, I've been into it all along. So when I was about 12 years old, I started reading into Antarctica because I had the, uh, the sense that it's not ice. It's not just penguins and ice. I don't know why I had this sense. I don't know from where. I just had this feeling. And I was looking for data to confirm my intuitive feeling. Unfortunately, back then, which was the early 90s, uh, internet was not yet developed. Email was just coming out. Rem remember AOL and CompuServe? That was just beginning uh, at around that time. And I didn't have the resources to really research what I felt intuitively. So I just let it be for a while. And then um, what kind of re-sparked it was this guy I knew who worked at an airport in New Zealand. And he told me that there's flights going to Antarctica, U.S. Air Force cargo plane flights every single day. And I said, what? He said, every single day. And I said, well, there's nothing down there. They, they say there's nothing down there. Why are cargo flights going to the Antarctic every day? And that kind of just that conversation sparked my old memories, my old suspicions about it. So I thought, okay, might as well, uh, everything's so strange already and so weird in the world, might as well add to the weirdness. Thank you for your contribution. <laughs> <laughs> I love the line. You talk about these, these characters like John Kerry, uh, Prince Harry, who were a couple of others that went, oh, Joe Biden before when he was vice president. Hello. Tom, yep. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, all on these, quote unquote, missions to Antarctica, particularly. And as you said, look, they're not sending these high level people down there to take selfies with penguins. <laughs> it's like, but that's what they say they're doing. Yeah, that, that catches my my, my interest, too, it, it seems so shallow, you know, the whole reporting around it. Um, John Kerry went all the way. I mean, it's an artist's journey. It's way, way far away. For, and it's uh, in 10, 10 time zones removed, you know. And then they go down there and they say, well, I saw some penguins and uh, I shook hands with some scientist who has been researching the uh, oxygen levels in Antarctica since 30 years with a, a $10 billion budget a year. He's been researching the oxygen. I, I, <laughs> you, you know, where do you figure. spend 10 billion on an ice cap? <laughs> <laughs> 
it seems so horribly shallow and, and fake. So that's that's why I wrote the book, just to look into the shallow, shallowness of it all. And another reason I wrote it really is because a lot of the books, the conspiracy books you find on it are kind of um they're kind of repetitive you know it's about okay uh nazis who went there it's about hollow earth it's about admiral bird i i published the book and i immediately had people saying ah yeah i know about admiral bird and i'm like well i i never mentioned admiral bird in the book what you didn't but i know about admiral bird well admiral bird is not mentioned because he's mentioned everywhere else in every other book on the topic and it's it's these repetitive uh, ideas that that kind of bore me. I wanted to get deeper to to really find out what what's really actually going on today. Admiral Byrd was 1947. You know, it's over. What is actually going on today? So, did you enjoy it, Thomas? I did. I was fascinated. I thought it was a page turner. Actually, I really did. Awesome. Because we are exposed to so much other mistruth today. I think what this did is it set a great context of opening up Pandora's box. We need to open every lid that is nailed down. Yes, we do. We need to question everything. We need to reopen every case, every file, and uh, inquire. And that's what I'm doing in the book. It's an inquiry. I don't provide answers. I don't even, I still don't know what's going on down there, but I have a lot of questions and a lot of inquiries, and that's what I believe everybody should be doing. Well, you've written over 30 books. I think you could double that amount on just opening nailed-down lids going forward because there are so many things that are just as bizarre as this. You know, I could, I could write 30 more easily. Yeah, yeah, at least pick a topic. I mean, there's I, a I, bunch of I could them. make a career of it. Oh, wait a minute. I already have. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're just about to hit the midpoint of your life, so you might as well hang a right and go down this path for a while. I mean, it would serve us well to uncork some of these areas and expose these things for, you know, it's like you you talk about this, uh, first of all, for people's just broad knowledge, you can't go by yourself to the Antarctic, to Antarctica, to the continent of Antarctica. And you said in the book, you tried to book a trip, walked into a travel agent's office and said, I want to go by my little self, be Fred, down to Antarctica and just explore. Can't do it. Can't do it. That same morning I read in the Internet, anybody can do it. Uh, Antarctic is free and open for anybody to visit. Doesn't belong to anybody. You don't need a visa, blah, 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 blah. So I thought, okay, if it's really that open. I should be able to just go to the travel agency and book a trip. Went there and nope. All they have is uh, these tours, you know, uh, pre-planned tours as part of a group. You go to the outermost edge of the Antarctic. You take your penguin selfies. I I mean, so boring, okay? (laughs) Um, And and then you return. (laughs) You see what they want you to see. 20,000 for that. Right, yeah. (laughs) Now, what if you are a very independent kind of soul and you decide that you're going to launch off from one of the southernmost land points in a boat and go down there by yourself in a boat? What's likely to happen? Well, the, the research was that people have tried and people get intercepted by um, Chile military, New Zealand military, Australian military. They, they actually get intercepted 
under the guise of um, it's not allowed to fish. It's uh, environmental protection, wildlife protection. That's the the excuse why military is patrolling the Antarctic. So if you actually go ahead and try, as you know, it says in the internet, anybody can go, really. And but if you actually try, that is no longer possible. Used to be, I think, you know, two hundred years ago. Um, but no. Any thoughts on what they're hiding? They say it's military. Well, it's highly militarized, both the Arctic and the Antarctic. Um, The entire Arctic Circle is militarized. Many people don't know that. There's no normal communities up there, no normal villages. It's all, there's a lot of things I did not write. And one of them is that uh, indigenous people have been relocated by the military to, to further south. They've been removed from the Arctic Circle um, in, in Canada, in, in Siberia, same thing around, across the whole world. So well, it's mostly military. What is the military doing there? I don't know. I speculate uh, in the book, but I really, I, I couldn't say for sure. What I can say for sure, Thomas is that there is something completely amiss. It's uh, completely different than we're told. Uh, there's secrecy, there's cover-up. And that precisely because the cover-up is working, I can't tell you what's being hidden. It could be frozen aliens, you know. It's one thing I speculate. <laughs> ancient Frozen ancient aliens, there you go. So on a scale of one to ten, one being not likely at all, ten being that's what it is, where would you rate frozen ancient aliens? Uh, five, I guess. Thanks. <laughs> Keep it safe. <laughs> Keep it safe. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> where do you see what else you just described of things that are not as they are being told to us that they are? Well, if you put on the lens of uh, things are fake, things are cover up, you can see it everywhere. It's a lens you put on. You see the world in a certain way for a certain time. You put on these uh, everything's fake glasses and people are lying glasses and you can see the lies everywhere. But I don't have to walk around with that lens all the time. I don't want to, to be honest, because it, it gets weird, you know. <laughs> no kidding. Um, so I, I put it on for books like that, and then I put it back off. But if I wanted to, I could expose lies everywhere, because lying is part of human nature. Honesty is another part, okay? Life is uh, half negative, half positive, half lies, half truth. So all all you have to do really is put on the lies glasses and you see the lies. You, you know the everybody knows the movie They Live, where this guy puts on these sunglasses and he sees through the through the illusion. You ask me where else? I mean, literally anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what about the portals to inner earth? That came up in the book quite a bit. It's something that you've written about in some of the previous books that we've talked to you about on here. What do you think about the poles being an access portal to inside the earth? That might be true. (laughs) You know, I wish I could uh, take aircraft and just go see for myself and solve it. Might be true. 
am willing to believe that it could be true, but I, I need to see it for myself, you know. Um, despite my far out topics, I'm very careful with what I say, actually. It doesn't sound like it at all. But I'm actually, I, I believe I'm like karmically responsible for what I say. So I'm not going to say there are portals uh, to the hollow earth in the Antarctica. I'm, I'm going to say I'm willing to believe it. Do you think that this lid will ever come off? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of lids are coming off already and will continue to come off. There's an acceleration in consciousness and part of consciousness uh, ascending is the, 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 the garbage coming up, which it has in the last years. That's just part of consciousness raising. And it also, you know, it splits people into this side or that side, really. That's part of planetary consciousness going up. All things hidden come to light and it gets harder and harder to hide them. That's the funny part, you know, to me, I mean, you wouldn't believe how easy it was to find these lines that I did find in researching the book. Uh, all I had to do was uh, go to e just official sources. I don't even need conspiracy literature to find these things. <laughs> you know, all, all I need to do is go to the official um, government website or Antarctica research station website or, or whatever, Wikipedia um, and and then it's it's right there. It's right in front of you, if you care to look. And that's the beauty of the book. I I, I was able to use a lot of official sources um, to prove my point. You know, you mentioned the consciousness perspective. Consciousness moves slowly, but then sometimes it can accelerate. Do you think that this movement toward higher consciousness is a like a three to five year window or a 20 year window or a hundred year window. I think it's accelerated greatly in the last few years, especially uh, since COVID another big jump because of how, how insane the whole thing is really. And it kind of exposes the mentality of uh, the people in charge <laughs> and that really, a lot of people have woken up because of that, you know, mm -hmm. entire, entire societies of subversives now um, <laughs> actively uh, uh, counteracting their government. Uh, it's, it's funny that that's actually a huge jump in consciousness within a very short time. I don't know if that was intended, um, but um, that's pretty surprising to me that it can jump that quickly, that we have a change of consciousness in just two years, a huge jump, the consequences of which we're still going to experience five and 10 years from now. Even if the whole this whole charade ends now and COVID ends and all goes back to normal, uh, we're not going to, it's, it's going to reverberate for years. What has happened? What has been happening? There's so much happening right now with this whole thing things that i see on a daily basis you know what was the question the question was are we looking at 100 years or two years well it, sometimes it goes slow for a long long time for a thousand years and then suddenly there's a jump and i think we just had a little bit of a jump and it might accelerate even more until uh, the world ends in 2033 
<laughs> Cue evil laugh. Okay. All right. Good to know. <laughs> For me, not such a big deal. For the millennials listening, y'all take note. Fred said it, so it's true. You heard it here on this podcast. <laughs> what are your answers to the questions you pose? Well, I, you know, we've talked about this in a prior interview where I kind of cloak all of this under uh, the signs in the skies. You know, I, I like the Bible verse, and the heavens declare the glories of God. And the heavens declared this alignment in January of 2020 that as we look back has always shifted things historically. And I think just have not surprised really by what we see because I went back and looked at the history of that aspect in the sky and it's quite prophetic and everything that has unfolded is certainly within the context of the shift. Now, the cool part about the shift is that every time this appeared, which is only twice in the last 1,000 years, the outcome has been infinitely better than what was before. So when we go through the tunnel, history says what's on the other side is magnificently better. Yep. And it's so bad right now that that bodes well for us. (laughs) Yeah. It wouldn't take much. (laughs) (laughs) The darkest hour is that before dawn. Well, and you know, the thing that excites me too is people are waking up because of this and they are seeking out things like what you do and They're seeking out podcasts like this because they want answers in different places. And you nailed it, that they are not looking to authorities anymore. Yep. So they're they're looking at these alternative ways when they're like, well, and as you've said, schools lied to me. My parents, you know, question that always, I guess. Young people always do. Society has let me down. I don't trust anything anymore. Who can I trust? Now you want to lock me down or you want to take away this right or that right or you want me to do this or that or some authoritarian command that we've never experienced before. And people are all looking at that and they're saying, I'm not going to you for the answers. So that speaks really well to people moving toward the kind of work that has changed our lives and what we have dedicated ourselves to. So I think that's great. Come on. Welcome. Yep. Amen. (laughs) Realitycreation.org. You know? So um, I get up every day. I'm doing this daily podcast, as you know, over on the astrology side. And I'm every day that I, I love to come in here early in the morning and crank out those podcasts because I just feel that it's my little contribution of what I can do to inform people of what the alternatives are. Well, yeah, with so many lies out, we have a, we have a great responsibility to try to figure things out and communicate what we figured out. You know, that's, that's how I see my job these days. I figure there's so many lies. I'll do my best to piece things together. May not all be accurate and perfect, but I'll do my best as a responsible person, as somebody who cares. And you're doing the exactly same thing. And I think history will uh, will show that people like us are important. You know, what we did mattered. That is so true. And I know a lot of you are doing light work. You're doing consciousness kind of work. 
And what we just heard is this is our time. It's time to shine. The energy is there. So I do hope that this helps encourage you and also to just remember to stay in the side of the truth and love and keep doing the work. The book is called The Mysteries of the Arctic and Antarctic. Fred suggests because there are quite a few pictures, and we did the best job we could to explain them in audio, but if you'd like to see the pictures without having to look them up online, get the book as well, paperback or Kindle. Fred, thanks again for being with us. Until next time, enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thanks for listening. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.